Welcome back to the Resiliency Ninja podcast. I'm your host, Allison Graham. And today's episode is all about determining your resilience set point. I have a dial of resilience and different places where you may fall on that dial in terms of how you naturally respond to challenges. Now, this is one of the core three three core concepts that I share during my keynotes when I go to conferences and speak about resilience. And today we're going to talk about your set point. In another episode, we'll talk about the Resiliency Ninja formula. And in the third episode about these three core concepts, we'll talk about the continuum of challenges. Now, this set point uh, for your resilience is absolutely critical because we need to figure out how do you naturally respond to challenges and is it healthy? Is it supporting your joyfulness? Is it supporting your productivity? Or is it leading you to have your challenges define your identity, your level of success, and your ultimate outcome? Now, this is sort of the puzzle box. If you think of all of the, like, this is the picture that shows you the high level of resilience and what we're trying to achieve. If you look at all of the Facha Fridays that I've shared up until now, and we're at about episode 30 at this point. Thank you for everyone for being part of this community and listening and, and sharing and everything that's going on. So thank you for that. But what you'll see is a lot of the topics are specific issues that may be limiting your resilience. But what I haven't shared is how that would fit as a big picture item. So for example, we've talked about how comparison will choke your progress. So if you're comparing yourself to other people, then you're not focused on your own path and your resilience capacity is lessened. We've talked about everything from how to have patience in the fog of frustration, getting unstuck when you feel like things are, you just feel paralyzed with fear. Uh, we've talked about dealing with difficult coworkers, blasting through your comfort zone. All of those episodes are pieces of this puzzle to help you move your natural set point and your tendencies on the dial. But this is gonna share with you where you are on that dial. Now, if you are leading an organization, I want you to look at this not only from your own perspective, but look at it from your team's perspective. How are the people on your team responding when obstacles arise? And when you know that, then you can use the other tools that we've, I've been sharing over the Facha Fridays, and you can use those to help coach them to becoming more resilient so that the challenges that are being faced won't just influence, you know, they'll, they'll improve for the individual, but it will make a ripple effect to your department and to the overall organization, which is key to having a resilient culture. So when you think about this dial, depending on where you naturally align, it doesn't mean that's where you're always going to be. So there are a couple of factors. Number one, you can choose to proactively become more resilient, embrace obstacles, make them your playground and not have them throw you off kilter. And even when challenges come at you, you can still be joyful and productive and not uh, allow them to sort of consume you like so many people do. What else is critical about this is that when you know where the set point is, you can choose the right tools to help you improve. And the, the other factor is what type of challenge. So for example, 
you may be really resilient when it comes to your work and juggling a million different things and just have that coping capacity at the office. And then when you get home, you take your frustrations out on <laughs> of your workday that you were composed to and take them out on your family. Or maybe when you go through a physical health scare, you have that become very consuming. And so the dial can shift based on what type of challenge you're facing and the environment in which you're facing, facing it. And in the upcoming episodes, we'll talk about ways to move the dial. But right now, let's just talk about understanding your resiliency set point. The first category on the dial is the victim. And you likely know somebody who <laughs> is a victim. Victims might say things like, I can't believe this always happens to me. Or they might be complaining a lot more than they're actually doing. These are the people who have lost all empowerment to deal with the challenges that they face and take control and find a way, a solution to get through them. They are generally very closely identified with their challenges. So they're, whatever they've gone through in the past, it very much makes up how they respond to other people and things that are happening today. They have, a, from an optimistic perspective, these are the pessimists generally. And they're looking for the big water lottery win. So they might say something like, when I win the lottery or when I have money or when I do this, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to finally quit my job and start that business I mean, I, I really want. Or they just are continually looking to an outside source to place all of the blame on. Take very little personal responsibility. And unfortunately, this, this group, people who are in the victim group, it's the hardest group to move. And one of the reasons it's the hardest group to move is because they are completely unaware that they may be the problem or how they're rea reacting to a problem is not helpful. And so we want to, uh, it, it takes a lot to move somebody out of the victim mentality and move them up the dial, but it, it's quite popular. So in, for this victim, their challenge generally becomes their identity. You can probably recognize this person because he or she is still complaining about something that the business did or a change that was made in the office two years ago, and <laughs> they still haven't gotten over it. Now, somebody who's on the opposite end of the dial and is a resiliency ninja, they would have dealt with that two years ago and probably have even forgot that the change happened. They've just adapted and adjusted to the new way of doing things and are not letting it hold them back. So victims, if you have victims on the team, as a leader, you're probably very frustrated. If you are a victim yourself, you're likely very unhappy. And that, that requires a lot. And I know you can move forward from it because I've seen victims take, take a hold of the Resiliency Ninja formula, have the self-awareness, and move the dial. Now, the second set point is what I like to call numbing out. So it's someone who when challenges happen, their instinct is to ignore it. And being totally transparent and vulnerable, this is my natural set point. When something happens and it hurts me, or I am in a lot of pain physically, 
I, if I feel overwhelmed, my tendency, and you may identify with this, is to numb out. So do things like binge watch Netflix or, or you know, the PBR, um, you know, have a nap when I'm really not tired, I just don't want to deal with it. I get lost in busy work. The person who numbs out might say things like, oh, whatever, no big deal. It is what it is. Or I'm fine. <laughs> that could be something. Generally, when you're in this numb state, you don't want to rock the boat. You uh, don't have highs. You don't have lows. Maybe you don't react. But then what I often see with the numbers is that eventually it gets to be too much and they react. And what I used to notice about myself was that if I got too numbed out to something, then when I finally woke up and said, whoa, I got to deal with this, I didn't have the tools readily available because I hadn't been practicing them. So you can definitely come out of it. I know I, I am continually coming out because it's my set point. It's the natural way that I want to deal with challenges. You may notice this if somebody avoids difficult conversations, if you, you're maybe a number, if let's say you have financial challenges and the bank bills come or your tax bill comes or you know something in the mail and you don't want to open it, <laughs> that would be a classic numbing technique. If I, if I don't open the mail, then it doesn't, it isn't true. Um, you know, all of that. I think one of the biggest risks if you're a number and you don't change it and move from that set point is that you're going through the motions without feeling the emotions. And time flies when you're numb. You'll wake up and like two weeks have gone by and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't move the dial anywhere. And, and that's a shame because we're, you know, life is finite. There are only so many days that we get the privilege of being on this earth. And if you're numbing out to it, you, you're missing in action. So you're probably walking around a little dazed and confused, but it's just natural to you. So you don't necessarily feel it. And there is a way out of it. Unlike the victim who is looking to the outside for the miraculous problem solving, the number is hoping it's going to go away and then they don't have to solve the problem. So that may be your set point. The next set point on the resilience style is what I call reactive. And this is where I think a lot of professionals live. It is uh, very obvious when you see someone who is really stressed out. These people are constantly in reaction mode. So when challenges arise, they can deal with them, but to the detriment of everything else. And the challenge with being somebody who is reactive from a resilience perspective is that your, your mood is so clearly defined by the challenges you face. And there's really two sort of categories of, of reactive folks. There are those who are uh, people pleasers who will let their own self-care go. They will worry about everybody else's priorities and not really truly serve their own. And then there's the other half of the reactive people who are great and fun to be around and kind and all of that until they get stressed out and then they turn into a jerk. And those are the people that you feel like you have to often walk around on eggshells around and they're constantly, you know, there's always a problem and 
you know, whether it's internal or external, but they just don't know how to be joyful and happy even when, you know, shit is hitting the fan and they are, you know, having to deal with a whole bunch of issues that are coming at them. So the risk with being in reactive mode is A, you could be very stressed out. B, you're going to miss enjoying the process of life, the process of building a business, because you're very focused on the obstacles and they'll define you. So you're defined by the sense of reaction. Another key for this group is they may worry a lot worry about, you know, is it all going to get done? And it can be very difficult to say no. When you're in reactive mode, it's easy to do the comparison of other people. It's easy to get caught up in not getting the right things done. So it can definitely lack focus. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of us live in this place. Now, interesting, because when we go to victim mode, it's very, very different than reactive mode. And reactive is, is definitely healthier than victim because even though you see that things are coming from the outside, you're constantly at least motivated to be dealing with them. And you're, you're present. You're not numbed out to it. You're looking at things. You're dealing with it. It just feels like you don't have the answer to continually deal with it and stay happy and joyful and keep your head about, above water. And then we move the dial even further to what I like to call the resiliency ninja. And what does that mean? Well, it means that you accept that there are gonna be challenges in your life, that there are obstacles that are gonna come at you. And what you're really good at doing is having a base point of you know, optimism and joyfulness and productivity. And as things come in, even though you may initially react in a very stressed out way or very emotionally or uh, from a place of uh, you know, worry or concern, you're able to quickly assess the situation, adapt to what's happening around you and take action in a confident way so that it doesn't impact your joyfulness or your productivity. Being a resiliency ninja does not mean that you never have a bad day. It means that you have enough self-awareness and you have the tools from the formula. The self-awareness is the first piece and then your strength and your resourcefulness match together is that, that sort of balance of resiliency ninja. And that allows you to not have your challenges define your identity. Your identity is whole and your confidence is in being able to deal with obstacles in a non-reactive way, in a very thoughtful way. And what, what's beautiful about when somebody is truly resilient is that they, th th there's this knowing that if you lost your biggest client, I'll be fine. Just a thing I got to deal with. They know that they need to take time for self-care and healing when they go through a true adversity. They uh, are willing to step back and look at where am I, what, what are my shortfalls? Where, where could I be focusing more effort to grow personally? All of that is encapsulated in the Resiliency Ninja framework. And that's why these Facha Fridays that I've been sharing things like, you know, the, as I've mentioned, the comparing yourself, the comfort zone, blasting through that, having patience. You could see how as a resiliency ninja, that's looking at life from a very self-aware, very strength, 
focused and resourceful place. And it's all those little pieces that are the puzzle that help to move the dial. But what we need to do first is determine where is your set point? Where do you react? And in what situations do you react in that way? So uh, I already shared with you that my set point is to go numb. And so one of the things I do is I, I have to be very fast, as fast as I can, and not always am I as fast as I'd like to be to go, oh, am I reacting at my set point or am I reacting in the resiliency ninja way, which is to face it head on, deal with the challenge, find a solution, and move forward. Hope that helps. Please let me know in the comments where you where your set point is. Are you a victim? Are you a number outer? <laughs> are you a reactive per professional? Or are you uh, living in resiliency ninja consistently? And if you are booking a conference for your team or need to do some training around uh, resilience in your workplace, please touch base with me because this is what I love to share with audiences and, and being up there and having the ahas that come from people when they go, oh, that's why I react that way or that's why my team is doing that. And here are some tools that I can use to move that dial. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm Allison Graham. You can find me in online at Allison D. Graham on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook a little bit, not so much anymore, and uh, definitely on LinkedIn. And please reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Thanks so much for being here. Have an amazing day. And until next time, do not let those obstacles that you face get in your way of your true success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>